Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, welcome. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, and I heard everything you guys just said, so where do you want to start? Let's start with Pooh. What's, Poo. what's the scoop on uh, on Pooh's, is it, M- is it MCL? Is that what it was? Yeah, that's what Sam Pittman said it was after saying it was an ankle at first, and then, oh, it was an MCL. Uh, but, he, you know, he was front and center today, and um, he's been in practice the last two days. Now, he didn't do fastballs or anything. I mean, when you take a guy of his experience and his importance to the team, I don't think you just – you rush him back out there. You know, you want to make sure he's he's good. But um, guys who are really badly injured, they don't talk to the media. So it's a good sign that Paul was in here. He was flanked by Jordan Crooks, who's who's really just up and coming, more vocal, more leader. He's been playing on the first team with Paul out. Uh, just a kid who's got a big high ceiling here. And then Jaheim Thomas, the kid who transferred from Cincinnati. Um, and Travis Williams preceded them, and he's talking about how we really don't have starters. You know, we've got uh, – and he listed off a bunch of guys. So I think those three and Antonio Greer, who has also been in sideline, are the linebackers we're, we're going to see the most. But uh, the way Travis Williams talked up Brad Spence, we're going to see some of him and maybe even some other younger guys. We had uh, Brad Spence on the show uh, right after he signed with Arkansas, and I have a connection down there in Houston. And a very impressive young man. What is he uh, as far as like camp? Is he running with the twos, threes? What kind of playing time is he getting? Correct, a lot with the twos now with uh, the Pooh Paul situation. So, but um, Travis Williams said they're moving him around and playing him in different spots. So I think what we see and report on, you know, they know it's going to be out there. And then what they do when the media is out, um, they probably branch out and do, you know, line guys up in different spots a little bit more. So Brad Spence, his high school coach, Johnson Wilson is his name. Uh, he was a receiver at Kansas, and he's now Stephen F. Austin. But he told me that Brad Spence was so good off the edge that you know he had pass rush moves, he had power and all this, and that that's where he needed to play the most. And so, even though Arkansas's two linebackers are kind of inside linebackers now, I think they're going to do a lot of stuff for those guys to go out and be edge rushers and things like that. So, well, we're going to see the Travis Williams package, so to speak, unleashed at the first three weeks, and then I expect there to be variations that we see in Week Four against A&M that have not been on tape yet. Tom, by the way, Brad's got a little brother that's possibly even better, and he's like one of the fastest kids in the state of Texas. Wow. And let me correct myself, <laughs> LSU, obviously, week four. Um, yeah. I've been thrown for a loop a little bit this year. But, yeah, LSU week four. We saw last year uh, they used the linebackers, uh, and specifically Drew Sanders, a lot to rush the quarterback. Do you think that will be similar in this defense where linebackers are blitzing? Yeah, I think it's going to, going to carry on. We're going to see a lot of blitzing. I mean, uh, yeah, Pooh Paul showed us last year that he could be a great blitzer. I think he had a uh, a big play late in the South Carolina game where he forced a fumble, um, and we saw his blitzing prowess. I think he wound up with four sacks, which, you know, that's a nice solid number for a linebacker. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to 
blitz from the secondary. I think the linebackers are going to blitz. Um, he talked about how we, we want to see if we can get to people with four, but also we want to apply a lot of pressure. We don't want to take the first punch. We want to deliver it. So he's going to be aggressive. I mean, that's what he came here as, touted as, and and he's going to do it. But I think he also recognizes there are other times where maybe you can put a little more cover on, coverage on and you got great defensive ends and you can just let them work and uh, do some good coverage behind them. Statistically, Arkansas was last in the country in passing defense, yards given up per game. And you look over at Florida State. Florida State was number four in the country in yards given up per game in passing. Is that something you think these guys can bring over to, to Arkansas? Is I mean, that, that's I know the plan, but given what they have, is what do you expect an improvement? Yeah, it's not a bold statement to say Arkansas is going to improve its past yards allowed numbers because there were some teams that when they needed to like late in games kansas um south carolina they got late in some games and the other team needed to pass and they tore them up i mean byu got a bunch of passing yards on them cincinnati you know if it weren't for some of those overthrows you know we might be looking at a different outcome in from the, the, the opener um so but i do believe that they feel like they've improved at cornerback that Jaheim Singletary, Keon Stewart, and the freshman Jalen Braxton are going to help them at corner, um, even to the point you can spell Nudie a little bit. And uh, and Snacks Johnson is going to eventually be the starter at nickel, and you're just going to end up with better coverage. I'm not saying that these guys aren't going to get beat, because it just happens. It happens when you, when you send the blitzes that they're going to send, that from time to time you're going to give up some big plays. Uh, but on the whole... Um, I think they're going to be able to get off the field better, and I just don't think they're going to give up the 260 or whatever passing yards per game that they gave up last year. Well, I hope they don't. That would be pretty 294. Miserable. Oh, well, yeah, whatever it was. No. I wrote it down, 294.7. Dead last. Yeah. Safety's the biggest issue to me. I, I like the defensive line. Uh, sounds like the linebacker depth they're happy with. Cornerback, you know, they got so many that they move snacks over to uh, the hog position. What's up at safety? Yeah, exactly. And um, when I look at each side of the ball, I'm like, okay, offensive tackle. They have to they have to deliver because so many things uh, come from whether or not your tackles can hold up. Other side of the ball, safety. Um, right now, what I'm seeing, you know, Hudson Clark is a is a decent, serviceable safety, and it looks like he's going to play, and he's he's a veteran, and I think he's going to tackle better than he did. They didn't tackle well at all. Um, they did not cover well at all at safety last year. Now, granted, you're you're down um, Jalen Catalan, and you're down Miles Slusher for good parts of the season, and Simeon Blair's out there. He, he wasn't a good cover safety. Um, I think Al Walcott's going to be a better cover safety. I think he's going to be a bigger hitter than, uh, you know, Jalen Catalan's been one of the, you know, the big hitters they've had at safety, but not a lot of those guys in recent years, I think. I think Al Walcott will, but then you got to stay healthy when you're doing that. You know how how hard do you hit with your shoulder and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I believe that between Walcott and Hudson Clark and Malik Chavez, um, some of these freshmen, I think T.J. Metcalf is going to get a chance to play. But I believe their safety depth is, is going to come into play. I mean, um, they've got to be better at that position. Final scrimmage of the uh, fall camp tomorrow. What, what's the plan? 
well, you know, we didn't ask Sam how many plays, but I'm sure it's going to be somewhere in that 115, 120. I mean, maybe even more. Uh, and maybe you give a lot more work to your – a little bit more work to your ones. But I would think that people like Rocket Sanders and, you know, Poopaw, there's some others that you want to hold them out a little bit. You know, you want these guys to be fresh and healthy to start the year. So, um, you know, I'm sure it'll be a lot of live tackling. Maybe they won't tackle on kickoffs and stuff the way they did in the in the first scrimmage. But um, there's still a lot of depth to be determined. I mean, I think the wide receiver core, good battles for positions, but it looks to me like the ones we've talked about throughout camp between Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla, um, Isaiah Satania, Bryce Stevens, Jadon Wilson, I think, you're looking at your, your main guys right there. Um, but still a lot of depth issues. You know, Jaden Johnson, it's safety. I didn't mention him a minute ago, but he's got to play better this year. Um, and, and what is your depth behind those guys? Um, and then on the offensive line, Dan Eno said yesterday they're starting to feel com- real comfortable with the ones and even the next group behind that. Well, the tackles need to show up in this scrimmage and not have so much pressure on KJ and the other quarterbacks that, it kind of blows plays up a lot. So I think they'll be looking for all that stuff. Tom, got to run. Appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend, my friend, and we will uh, catch up with you next Friday. Same to you, fella. Talk to you then.